Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up needs no introduction, but he gets one just the same. Mark Furman of Tarlow Breedhart and Rogers. Always good to see you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Hello, Jonathan. Great to be with you. So uh, we've got a lot of topical stuff in the world, the uh, legal world, as always, and uh, one of which uh, we've uh, we've heard a lot in the headlines of the new uh, executive order, I believe, uh, that uh, mandates uh, vaccination requirements for employers with 100 plus people. Um, so what what generally happens when there's an executive order of that uh, type? And, you know, how does it all roll out? How, do, how, how does it get implemented at the uh, at the organizational level, at the corporate level, <laughs> messily well, probably. <laughs> you know, for, presidents love to issue executive orders, particularly on matters that they can't pass laws, let's say, and then they generally get challenged in court of whether it exceeds the the president's authorities. Governors do the same thing. Um, so there's always an element of doubt. I mean, the general rule is Congress passes laws, presidents have the choice to either veto them or sign them. Um, and that's how laws get passed. The, uh, um, but executive, the, you know, executives try to exercise power and it's a combination of public health and political uh, considerations that go into these things. So I do expect that there will be challenges to the order, but it does, uh, I think, suggest a movement in this country towards a concern that there's so many people who are not vaccinated and don't intend to be vaccinated. And uh, uh, businesses are places where people congregate and they work together, they work closely together. Um, and although we're still in an the stage where there's a lot of remote work. Um, you know, a lot of businesses require people to be up close and personal. So I think the impact of this policy by uh, President Biden will extend beyond uh, employers with 100 or more employees in that I think it gives some cover to smaller uh, companies who want to be more strict um, because it, it uh, I think there's a lot of uh, smaller companies that have been following say the, the state or local guidelines uh, or orders. And uh, you know, those create kind of minimum standards. But I think this suggests that people want to be more strict in terms of employee vaccinations uh, they can do it. So I hear a lot of discussion now about either you have uh, uh, proof of COVID uh, uh, that they've been vaccinated or that you have to have uh, negative tests um, that get shared with your employer, let's call it once a week you know, could be another time period. Um, so it's so, interesting. We, we, we seem to be butting up against a number of issues here. Uh, you know, um, uh, privacy, HIPAA, um, uh, you know, individual freedoms, uh, rights. Um, you know, it's, and it, it certainly seems to be a messy landscape that's shaping up 
uh, in particular for uh, employers, um, you know, and uh, we're, I, I guess, trying to do the right thing, in, in essence, protect their employees and protect their uh, customers and, and, uh, and such. And yet, um, the government sets something out, and then what happens in the in the um, in the very likely event that we have uh, litigation over this? Um, you know, both at the federal level, perhaps people, you know, in decay is suing. I guess the federal government, uh, which seems to be a losing proposition, but maybe you do win. I don't know if that goes all the way up to the Supreme Court at some point, um, and and then uh, you know puts puts us in further murkiness, perhaps uh, from the employment perspective, where um, you know, uh, smaller employees, uh, employers are potentially being, I, I don't know whether we're going to see lawsuits against employers for uh, imposing those mandates, uh, but it seems that we're creating a very murky and messy uh, path forward, potentially. Absolutely. Um, and I think murky is the right word because what you have here is a clash of um, rights that we hold dear in this country. And um, so, you know, when you have a government, you compromise some degree of personal liberty, personal freedom. Um, that's the cost of government and the debate since before our country was founded was that balance between individual rights and state rights and uh, federal government rights and religious rights. And um, so there is, it's kind of a clash of um, um, things that we hold dear as a country. So uh, we can't eliminate the murkiness and the uncertainty. Employers will certainly be sued because there's all sorts of um, requirements, reasonable accommodations of people with, uh, um, uh, disabilities. You have the question of uh, people who are allergic to components of these vaccines. You have the religious objectors. So what I like to do is to counsel people, make sure if you're a business owner, you have employers practices, em employment practices, liability insurance. It's not going to protect you against every claim, but it's going to protect you against a significant amount of claims. And irrespective of the merits of a claim, the cost of litigation is so expensive that uh, to have an insurance company paying the defense cost is a huge benefit, particularly for smaller businesses who can't afford to be self-insured. These policies are reasonably priced. I'm not a salesperson for the industry. I don't get a commission. It's just, I've seen over and over again how things work when there is the argument for coverage or at least the argument for defense costs when there's not. And, um, our, our, our litigation system is not designed to be fast and efficient. It's designed to kind of uh, dig out every little fact 
that could be relevant to a claim. And it takes a long time and it's extraordinarily expensive and the laws are vague and applying them to situations is vague. So that's an important thing. And when uh, funds are- is it possible that courts will decide not to hear these cases until something happens at the federal level? I mean, what happens in that instance? No, whether... that's not possible because there are state laws too that protect uh, religious freedom, that protect uh, freedom from discrimination if you're handicapped, uh, laws that require reasonable accommodation by employers. So what's reasonable accommodation? Well, uh, perhaps beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, and it's, it's not, uh, people look at it differently, just as the nine judges on the Supreme Court decide cases five to four uh, with a fair amount of frequency because people look at the world differently. And I think this plays out here. I mean, in a passionate way, this, uh, the pro-vaccine and anti-vaccine it's, it's just another political passion uh, that in our divided society gets, gets played out. And I think, uh, you know, I think it does get exploited uh, by politicians, this division for their own purposes. But, um, you know, everybody has their own view, but... Um, you know, there's the view that, look, we're a community. Our business is a community. We have to take care of each other. We have to take care of our customers. Uh, we have to take care of each other's families, which uh, I think the family piece is, uh, you know, many people have family members they're close to who are have compromised immune systems or babies or uh, babies with who uh, are not eligible to be vaccinated. Right. At this point, uh, children under under twelve who are not eligible. Um, uh, ex so, exactly. So, so it's, it's, it, um, you know how uh, you know people who are pregnant. Um, people who are pregnant with underlying medical conditions. I mean, there's there's just too many issues to to make it too simple. So I go with the Jonathan. Friedman murky rule, which is, uh, you know, we can't really predict with absolute certainty what you can safely do and what you can't do. So, um, so, but I do, there are some general rules and uh, lawyers try to guide clients, you know, through particular situations and make policies that uh, you know, to the best of their ability are not uh, discriminatory and uh, serve the purpose of trying to protect their, um, their folks that are, uh, that work with them. So, and, and I think that's, that's the good piece of guidance is, you know, if you're going to apply something, apply it uniformly across your organization, make sure that uh, everybody is treated equally. 
um, you know, and and uh, and hoping uh, <laughs> hope the future doesn't bring too much more murkiness. It sounds as though we're far from out of the woods on this one. Um, it's interesting to take a U.S. centric view. I'm not sure these debates are going on in every other country. You know, government sets out a policy, and people say, "Okay, seems reasonable." <laughs> you know, um, so I don't remember anywhere in the Bill of Rights having one that said the right to be stupid, but that seems to be uh, the case in a lot of a lot of instances um, where people take the Bill of Rights and expand it to their own uh, good and own use. <laughs> um, so I, I think we've got a lot more of this to come, Mark. We could probably spend lots of uh, time talking about it. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. If uh, clients want to uh, talk with you or business owners uh, want to speak with you and talk about uh, uh, this or other issues, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and uh, have a meaningful conversation about how to protect themselves? Uh, I can be reached at 617-218-2025 or at mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. Mark, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Timely, topical. Uh, and as I said, we think we, we've bitten off a big one here. I think we're going to have, uh, have this one for a while. So uh, we'll come back and talk about it in the future. Look forward to seeing you again soon, Jonathan. Great. Our guest has been Mark Furman, Tarla Breedhart, and Rogers. Always a pleasure uh, on Radio Entrepreneurs. And we'll be right back with another segment.